This week on Jesus Center Stage, we talk about how you cannot outgive God, dealing with disappointment, and who do you think will be sitting on the left and the right of Jesus in glory? this podcast with you telling a lie uh no it is cold in here that is a fact just no. because you don't feel cold does not mean the temperature is not cold i'm telling you i i literally have like sweat forming that is a personal problem i have a blanket over here and i'm freezing that is a personal problem because it's 90 degrees outside. No, I'm not outside, though. I'm inside, and it's cold inside. I would dare to say it's 75 in this house. I doubt you're it. over there talking about it being cold. It's cold. I'm cold. Mm. I'm very cold. I just don't understand. It is. We had like two days of relief because of the rain, and now it's back to being hot, and I can't wait for it to be gone. I'm actually not as um, dreading fall as much this year. I'm starting to wear off on you. No, it's not that. I think it's my job. You looking forward to the snow? No. So I, I hate snow. Haven't wore off on you that much. No, I hate snow. I will always hate snow, I think. But working this summer with the job that I have has been not as enjoyable as most mm-hmm. summers have been. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to September weather. Mm, but then humidity. about about November, I'm going to be wishing it was summer again because I'm going to be freezing. <laughs> so, you know. Speaking of uh, this time of year, uh, we saw Zach off again this week uh, back to college. And uh, so he got moved in yesterday. Um, I talked with him today. He's got his other job. Um lined up he starts this weekend so he'll start work this weekend start school on monday which you start school on monday i do and um and then i'm just left all alone to do hiking on the mountain and and hunting hunting. yes yes you've mentioned that several times this summer that you'll be happy when i'm back in school it seems to work out well for all of us (laughs) (laughs) so um but that's I mean, that was the big thing, I think, that happened this week was uh, just that preparation, uh, the packing, which we didn't have to do much for him. He's pretty self-sufficient, but uh, just that thought that he's going to be gone at least for, I guess, three or four months uh, until probably Christmas break, I I guess. Yeah, that's what he's been saying. That he Well, no, he said something about coming home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Maybe so. so. Maybe we'll see him at Thanksgiving. And, uh, and it would depend a lot on his work schedule, too. So, But, you know, to those parents out there, maybe we got some there listening that have have had the have kids left home, whether it be uh, to go off to college or uh, to take a job or maybe to get married or whatever. Um, it's it's an adjustment. It, it really is not. You know, I'm I'm pretty level all the time but it does it does bring on a little bit of sadness Um, I think this time was easier for me just because like he last summer it was hard when we sent like mm -hmm. when we when we took him to college and had him in the dorm room you know and just leaving him there that was hard for me but this summer I think it was easier I'm gonna miss him a lot but I can tell how much he's grown and how much he's enjoyed college the first year yeah. So and and how much he was looking forward to having his own space this mm-hmm. year, 
can get so. back to playing music with other people. Yes. So instead of just he he he's, he plays music here all the time, but he's just by himself or he's following along on some instructional something other. But yeah, he'll have a a whole. Uh, his own band yeah, basically a whole gaggle <laughs> of people <laughs> i was looking yep. for i was i guess a group of people right there but yeah so um what's been going on with you oh you know shopping it's all you ever seem to do shop shop, shop and shop. shop and wonder why people use the self-checkouts when they don't know how well, that's the store's fault. <laughs> that is the store's fault. No, how is that the store's fault? Well, they can't tell people who are standing in line for their self-checkout that they shouldn't be there because they have no idea how to use it. I know, but, you know, I don't know. I, I think we're on we're on opposite sides here, but I just, I, I think the stores were better when they had actual people there you could talk to. Well, but see, people that had a job to do and when they you're done shopping it. for other people then it's better if you do it yourself like bag your own stuff mm-hmm. because if somebody else does it then they're going to put something in the bag together that doesn't belong in the bag together mm-hmm. and then you have to go rearrange it when you put it in your car you know many years ago they had a position called a bag boy they have those i shop at Publix all the time and they have baggers at every line but they, they? still yes but they're still gonna put like a f- frozen meat in with f- ice cream you can't like no that's not okay yeah you can't no Mm-mm. used to or every... you put or sometimes they'll put like a like something that's not food like ziploc bags or something or napkins or something mm-hmm. like that and depending on what it is you can do that but like if there's three or four of those items you don't sp- burst them out with food items you put them all in the same bag together with themselves i usually when i am doing a self-checkout i usually bag them just as they come as i scan them see you would do not become a yeah. shopper so i have toothpaste with hamburger meat no know. oh no you didn't <laughs> that is terrible first of all you never put raw meat with anything else but raw meat mm. see, oh, i've already goodness. messed up Stay out of the self-checkout line. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you, you were one of those people who needs just, to stay out of I the self-checkout line. I liked it better when there was people there. And um, it, it, I guess they if you're saying they still have them, but I don't see them anymore. They used to have every register in a grocery store had two people. It was you a, don't it go was in a, a grocery store. It was a cashier, and then there was always usually a teenage boy, sometimes a girl, but most of the time a boy, that would bag your groceries, put them in the buggy, push your buggy out to the car and he would put them in the car for you if you wanted them to public no it used to not be <laughs> you just you got that service whether you wanted it or not Publix has all those people has people who bag and offer to take it out for you although the other day one of them bless their heart um bagged all my stuff because i went through i had a lot of like i had like cases of water and stuff so i went to my favorite cashier and told her quantity so i wouldn't have to pick up everything mm-hmm and the the guy who was bagging didn't you and i had like four cases of water and like actually i had more than that but anyways there was a lot of heavy stuff and he didn't even offer and i was just a little bit mad he looked at it (laughs) they ain't paying me enough for that (laughs) this is probably true but But you used to used to always have to keep at least a dollar or two dollars in your pocket because if they took it out to the car once they put it in there they kind of look at you like 
Are you going to tip me? Okay, this is before my time, apparently, because I've never tipped somebody who did that for me. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, I mean, it was, it was customary. No, no different than if you went into a restaurant here, which oddly enough, I've heard just recently that there's places in the world that if you tip the waiter or waitress, it's insulting to them. Wow. Um, but anyways, yeah, you, you always give them a tip. And, you know, when I was getting out of, or actually in high school, that was a lot of my friends' first jobs was bag boys, and uh, and you pretty much lived off the tips, you know, because it didn't it paid very. Well. I live off the tips. Yeah, yeah. I know what your that's tips like. are better than the bag boys, because <laughs> I can remember like seeing people just you know pull out from some change, and give to them, and then a lot of times people didn't have you know didn't tip at all, so. But tipping is very important. I don't know why is. we're on this subject, but tipping is very important. Yeah. If yeah. you if you go to a restaurant, if you have a if you do a, a DoorDash and Instacart, any kind of Uber Eats, Grubhub, whatever, mm-hmm. pick your pick your delivery service. Yeah. Pick your restaurant. It's very important to mm-hmm. tip. If you go through one of those car washes that they that they scrub the inside and out, tip that person because they rely on that. And yeah. your extra ten dollars, you're not gonna miss that. I don't your know extra two dollars, they're not. You're not gonna miss that. Yeah. Just, just be generous because that makes a huge difference to people who work really hard to serve, and they rely on tips. Yeah, and I don't know if this, this is tipping for the wrong reason, but I enjoy that. That I guess it's a feeling or or whatever. How you wanna look at it? Of giving somebody a tip that's a little bit more than what you know probably what they're expecting or what's normal so you know if if i have a 10 and you know a five dollar tip would be a great tip and just putting it out there just knowing that it's probably going to make their day it's going to it's going to give them encouragement to keep to you know to go to the next table it's like you said before if you if you're going to leave a five dollar tip but you have a 10 what that five dollars extra that you give that day is not going to make or break your week i'm fixing to spill some beans here what when we got married you was not this way no i was <laughs> not i can I... remember going to restaurants and now, and, and throwing out a, a 10 or or even a 12 dollar tip and you're like are you leaving all that <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't three dollars be enough <laughs> yeah hang on hang on I always been a good tipper however i have not always been a generous mm. tipper and yeah. i think there's a there i mean obviously there's a difference in that but yes i have come a long ways when it comes to generosity yeah i, I can still it's funny now that i'm we're th- talking about this because i can remember like not so much when we was dating but after we got married a few times i can remember you asking are you are you leaving all that and then if i when i say yeah you would have something like Okay, whatever. You know, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I've gotten a lot better. Yeah. Thank the Lord. The he pizza, has he has pizza taught me came. he has taught me generosity. <laughs> I might be still a work in progress, but yeah. I'm getting there. I I do know things things that I do or that I have done recently that I would not have considered before in yeah. in helping someone or giving something to someone. Um it is like and if you simply can't do it then then that's that's very understandable and there's been times that, I, that i've thought well i i you know this is a rough week 
Yeah. And, and we're going to need every then dime. Then you probably shouldn't eat out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then there's times when, when you know, I might have been been blessed in one way or the mm-hmm. other and have, have five extra dollars and think, you know what, that person would would really enjoy that one, one thing I'm learning with that, with, with becoming more generous, is I have not been able to outgive God. And I know that's a cliche that that old saints of God use, and we get used to hearing it. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, yeah, whatever. But when you start seeing that in your life, that when, when you let what he pours into you pour into someone else, and yet you don't like. Yeah. And, and it may not, my bank account doesn't, doesn't ever look like I want it to look but he provides for what I need Mm -hmm. I'm fixing to I'm fixing to break even bigger news than I did while ago about you (laughs) you can never outdo God on anything so it's true (laughs) it's not just the giving it's just true this is (laughs) very true we can't we can't out love him we can't uh be more fair than him we can't there's nothing that we can do but no you're right you can't I heard give some, him. i was listening to caleb today and i heard uh lori this afternoon say um life isn't perfect but god is mm-hmm. she was talking she it was a whole little spill she had and it was all really good but that really stuck out to me that you know life doesn't happen the way that we think it should or that we want it to or the way that we try to make it happen um and it's not perfect Relationships aren't perfect. Jobs aren't perfect. Situations, circumstances, they're not perfect. But in the middle of all that, God is Mm -hmm. in everything that he does. Yeah. And as you're sitting here, we're looking right across one another. Was you looking and thinking, but you're close. No. No, that never (laughs) crossed your mind. (laughs) I I was waiting on you to say that. No. No, but I just think that goes with the with the thing of that you can't outdo God. No, you you, you can't out outperform what He's capable mm-hmm. of, because nothing about us or what we do or the life we live will ever be perfect. Yeah, but it He made is. Me, that just made me think of the scripture. Um, I want to say it's in John nineteen or twenty, maybe. Um, don't hold me to this. What is it? Um, where, Let's get to that point. Where Pilate was um, questioning Jesus, uh, and Jesus told him that the only authority he had was, given to was speaking to Pilate, telling Pilate, the only authority you have is what God has given to you. Um, and I see you looking it up there. I think. John 19.11. John 19.11. Yeah, so, you know, here here is the 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 ruler i don't know how you the governor of uh of this time the roman governor and he is a a powerful man has authority over uh an army um and here he has the power of life and death in this situation and and here he is dealing with jesus and jesus says the only authority that you have is what god has given to you so um and that just made me think of we're talking about outdoing God or, or trying to do a lot on our own. But the only things that we can do are what he allows us to do. So how are we ever going to outdo it anything? It puts earthly power into perspective. Yeah. When you think about that, like no no government or person in authority is given authority other than what God has given them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you it really. Take, you ain't going to take nothing that he don't want you to have. Right. 
it really puts into perspective earthly authority and earthly power. Yeah. It's only there because he allows it to be. He mm-hmm. only gives so much to fulfill his purposes. And even if we don't like it and it's not what we wanted, mm-hmm. he's still in control. There's a verse in Proverbs that says that the heart of the king is in his hands and he turns it whithersoever way he will. That he He's in control. He's yeah. the one that delegates the authority. So it really puts that into perspective. It makes, mm-hmm. in, in my head, I know this in my, it might sound crazy, but in my head, I I think, you know, like the go, like Pilate, the governor, he's like this huge power figure, you know? But then Jesus says that, and he's like a little Lego man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he just gets put, and, and you know, wherever. If he I'm just not mistaken. Reduces you, it in size. Yeah, you've got it pulled up there in front of you in your Bible. But I think after that little exchange, Pilate wasn't, wasn't there much longer. I, th- I mean, as far as I think he exited <laughs> the scene. Um, well, I mean, I don't know shortly. what happens to him. He puts the sign on the cross. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't think and it's... And he's, he's there three days later because they asked uh, Joseph of Arimathea ask to ask no, Pilate no, 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 to no. let I'm him I'm talking about the, the, the exchange. Him and Jesus are talking one-on-one. And I think shortly after what Jesus said, I think Pilate said, okay, I'm washing my hands i'm out of here oh um, yeah you know yeah like, he did. i mean not saying pilot ceased to be but i'm just saying with this this conversation he was having he was he's done like, with this conversation yeah i don't I well don't. can you imagine thinking that you like you're thinking that you have that position and you have that power mm-hmm. and then this guy stands in front of you and says oh by the way you don't have any authority that's not been given to you by yeah from above i think is what it was yeah from above yeah, it's an ego crusher. It really is. That's like what I'm saying, it's like this huge power just, figure, and then it's like a little Lego man. <laughs> I just came up with a sermon title right there. Ego crusher? <laughs> the ego crusher. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you think you're good at, you're only good at it because God lets you be good at it. And, That's good. And, you know, so, yeah, the ego crusher. I'm going to have to make a note of that. <laughs> one, one thing he didn't... Um, uh, give me the authority to do uh, over this past weekend is uh, catch any fish. Um, <laughs> as as some of our <laughs> listeners know, uh, I I do enjoy fishing and and enjoy fishing in in tournaments. And uh, so we had a tournament on Saturday, and it was it was miserably hot. Uh, there was about. Uh, what seemed to be about 4.5 million boats on the lake most likely it was less than that wow but but judging by the waves there had to have been that many um it was terrible you did uh, going from one side of the lake to the other was was uh would beat you to death uh so moving wasn't fun setting still wasn't fun because it was hot um and then on top of that we hardly caught any fish and um yeah, so it was it was a very disappointing outing, so to speak. T- only I had a great Saturday. In case well, anybody's wondering, yeah, I <laughs> I was not because I know you got to go shopping. Uh, yes. You didn't have the disappointment that I had, and and then the, that disappointment was on was preceded uh, by the the other that I I hiked almost. A mile, three quarters of a mile, on a ninety-degree day, 
up into these ridges on the mountain to put out a camera so that I can see deer. And then a whole week went by, 10 days went by, and I ain't even had a picture of nothing. Not a squirrel, <laughs> not a, a stray leaf <laughs> falling, <laughs> nothing. Uh, so, um, yeah, I had, I, you know, as much as I love the outdoors, I had two very disappointing weeks. Um, the crazy thing about it is you're going to do the exact same things again. Oh, yeah. I went yesterday and and hiked all the way back in there, which I tell you what, it's terrible. You know, when I got off work, it was raining really mm-hmm. bad, cloudy cool rainy and i said you know what it's rainy but i can deal with getting wet and it's kind of cool more than i want to go in there when it's sunshine and then 90 degrees but by the time i got here changed my clothes and got to the hunting property um it had quit raining and the sun had came out therefore the humidity went up to about 100 percent and uh yeah so i hiked all the way back in there got my camera moved it put it back in the tree and now i'm waiting on pictures again (laughs) you still haven't gotten any no i have not got no pictures yet but um but it's very disappointing because you put those out there and you're i mean i don't know it's entertainment to me just to just to see the animals in in the wild you know you can't be out there hunting right now so that's kind of like excitement it, and now they got the cell cameras that'll send the pictures right to your phone. So when you get that little that little ding, um, and you see it's a picture, it's exciting. But I haven't got none of the little dings. <laughs> it's so sad for you. <laughs> so um, we're we're deep into time here. Um, disappointment. You ever been disappointed? Uh, you know, once or twice. You know, every time, you know, somebody's disappointed, there's probably somebody on the other side of the situation that's happy. Mm. A lot of times. Sometimes. Sometimes everybody's disappointed. But it's like if you're trying to win something and your team loses, somebody else's team won. That's true, but not everything is a win-lose. You could be disappointed. I used to be disappointed, like, as a kid. I would, like, beg to go to a concert, and I would get so disappointed. Was it rock and roll? No. No. Okay. Anybody anybody that knows you knows how big of a joke that just now was. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else, it was just lost on. Yeah. Um, no, I just, in, in those kind of situations, I don't know that anybody else was happy or sad because it didn't matter to them. It just mattered to me. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes disappointments are just something that matters to us personally, not necessarily a, a widespread or a win-lose situation. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember in um, in Mark, the gospel of Mark, not not none of our friends, Mark? I don't have a friend, remember? (laughs) (laughs) Much less one named Mark, but we just don't have no friend. Um, In Mark. That's for another podcast (laughs) on another day. (laughs) Uh, In the Gospel of Mark, um, in chapter 10, that James and John went to Jesus. And, you know, sometimes we're looking at these Bible stories, we can kind of use our own imagination and how it might have took place but i'm or watch the chosen yeah watch the chosen but that's just how they think 
but, but I'm it's just really thinking good. maybe you know they like they wanted to talk to Jesus, but they didn't want nobody else to hear it. So maybe they're watching him and and hoping and and saying, you know, well, mate, Jesus, do we need to go over here and get this water? You want to go with us? And finally, they get him alone, and uh, and the Bible tells us that they they uh, they come to him and said, and, and these are my own words here, but when we get to heaven, we would like to be real close really close to you <laughs> yeah we want to be the ones uh let me see if i can pull that up here i had it up there earlier uh yeah it says uh it says james and john the sons of zebedee came up to jesus saying teacher we want you to do for us whatever we ask let me of just you. say that's very presumptuous right there it's very bold like we want you to do whatever we ask <laughs> of you like, hey do me a favor yeah. I'm not telling you what it is. Just promise me you'll do yeah, it. Whatever we ask you, we want you. That's something that Jesus sh- should have been saying to them. Whatever exactly. I ask you. Uh, they're going to say, and he, and he said unto them, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Grant that we may sit one on your right and one on your left in your glory. Uh, but then it goes on to say, But Jesus said unto them, You do not know what you're asking. You're are you able to drink of the cup that I drink or to be baptized with the baptism which I am baptized? And they said to him, We are able. And Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink you shall drink, and you shall be baptized with the baptism which I am baptized. But but to sit on my right or on my left, this is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. So. You think he wanted to laugh? Like when they came up to him and said, "We want you to do whatever we ask," and like obviously he knows what they're about to ask. Yeah. You think he me. wanted to just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. What do you need? <laughs> yeah, like when like when you're you know a, a seven or eight ten year old kid and you run to your parents and say, "I need a hundred dollars." You know my my friend down there said he was selling his bicycle for a hundred dollars, and you in your mind don't realize the value of a hundred dollars so you're like oh I'll, I'll, I'll just tell my mom to get it and they're like uh yeah <laughs> just sit and wait on that there buddy <laughs> but yeah i think you know we don't know the as as believers we don't know the value of sitting on his right or his left we don't right and and, and that's here's the thing it says those those places are for whom they have been prepared. There's somebody that that they've been prepared. Me and someone else. I don't know who the other one is. Oh my but. goodness! <laughs> you didn't just do that. I just got moved to y'all the... pray for this guy who <laughs> yeah. just earlier in the podcast said he was going to preach a sermon called the ego crusher. The ego I think crusher. he needs to preach it to himself. Yeah, yeah. I just got I, now the verse has come. He was first, is last. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm, You're gonna so be dead last. Currently, I am in the back of the line. <laughs> when you <laughs> when you come into heaven, look far, far left. I'll be way back there. Somewhere. Left? You're gonna be on the left or the right? They said they want to be on the left or the right. Well, so, you know what the left means, though. Well, when he when he divides the sheep from yeah. the goats, he puts the goats on the left. Well, that yeah, but then they they leave glory. We're mm. the, after the. Just so make sure you're point. not on that left. Yeah, which well, Jesus is at, at the right hand of the Father, so maybe maybe I'll get to be on the right. 
I don't know. This conversation took a hard turn right there. <laughs> but anyways, no, it's prepared for two people. And, and Probably I mean, not you. No, we can try to to guess who those would be. But you think back in, in Hebrews chapter 11, that Hall of Fame. Uh, faith. faith Hall of Faith. The Hall of Fame of Faith um, that's there. Like you would think maybe, maybe it's Abraham. You know, maybe it's Moses, maybe it's Elijah, maybe it's Enoch. I think it's maybe somebody Enoch. that nobody expects. Yeah. So, but here, here's James and John. They're, you know, we're we're being presumptuous here, but they're they're thinking if we can get him alone, nobody else has asked him yet. We're gonna have to get dibs <laughs> on this. We're calling shotgun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's literally what they're doing. We're yeah. calling shotgun. We want in on this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's. Uh, that would be disappointment for them, um, but I, I think if we go further on into the gospel, I go, think it don't isn't it funny though that Jesus like drags them on like he doesn't yeah. just say no yeah. to begin with he doesn't just deny him he's like well, can you, you, you don't even know what you're asking <laughs> for but while we're having this conversation yeah, yeah you, can you can you drink the same thing like can you hang yeah. out with me to that point and they're pro- they'd probably look like, at each other oh, like we're, yeah we're, yeah we're, uh-huh. yeah we can do this we're gonna get it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so can you be baptized like oh yes yes definitely uh sorry those spots have already been spoken for <laughs> <laughs> sorry you imagine, for your disappointment can you imagine them at that point though like so why did you even ask us like what was yeah. the point of that because you like and, and he's probably thinking because i thought it was a joke <laughs> 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 no but i think you know there's there there's a little bit of that in all of us though that want to be you know not not being prideful but we want to be the best that we can be and we we would be excited to to know that jesus took special notice of something he Um, does take special notice but i'm talking special i mean he takes special notice of what i do the same as he takes special notice of what you do or what you know the brother across the street does but uh yeah that but that's that's probably a point of uh of disappointment there that that james and john face that we can find humor in now um well you got well i just want to i don't have we don't have time to go into into what i what i had thought i see a pattern developing here yeah you talk too much (laughs) but just to add to that the disappointment that they felt i think a lot of times obviously they and jesus pointed out you don't know what you're asking for and they were disappointed because what they thought they wanted, what they thought they needed, what they thought they deserved, wasn't given to them. Yeah. And I think a lot of times our disappointment stems because we think we have the best idea. We think we have a monopoly on how it should go or how it should pan out or what we deserve or what we should get out of something. And when it doesn't happen, we're disappointed. And mm-hmm. if we're not careful, that disappointment can lead to depression and a whole whole oh, yeah. domino effect of things because we think that we know best. But mm-hmm. the thing is, a lot of times there's there's a old another cliche that disappointment is God's appointment. Because and, and that's true because we don't know what's best for us. Yeah. And so when we lay out a plan and we think it should happen a certain way and it doesn't and then we're disappointed or we pray a prayer 
jo- James and John didn't pray. They went to directly to him physically mm-hmm. and, and asked him for something. But we pray a prayer and we think we deserve it to happen exactly like we said. Or we think that it has to happen exactly like like we said or whatever. And it doesn't. And then if we're not careful, that disappointment can lead to doubt. Well, it, does God keep his promises? Is he really as good as he says he is? But all of that is based on what we think is best. And we have to change that mindset into, I don't have a clue what needs to happen. Yeah. Like I may have an idea that I think is great, but like I can see a pinhole view. Mm -hmm. Like I can't see the big picture. I can't see what's going to happen tomorrow. I can't see that this scenario outcome, if this happens versus this happens. And we have to realize that God is in control. And if it doesn't happen the way that we think or the way that we believed Mm -hmm. would happen, that doesn't mean that God is unfaithful. That doesn't mean God is not good. That means he is do- He is God. Yeah. That means he is doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing, and he is perfect in what he does. And it's just he is so much bigger than us, and his ways are so much bigger than us. And Isaiah it says his ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are, are higher than our thoughts. In Ephesians, it says he is able to do exceeding abundantly above anything that we can ask or think. Mm-hmm. So the best idea that we can come up with and it doesn't happen that way, and we're disappointed. We need to change our mindset to, God didn't do what I wanted to. God must have something better. Mm -hmm. God has a better idea. God has something something better to to bring him more glory, to exalt him more, to draw people closer to him, to teach me something in this. I think a lot of times if we used our disappointment instead of just sitting down and, oh, I can't believe God let me down, blah, blah, blah. Instead of doing that, if we looked at it and said, okay, what can I learn? Because God God moved in a a different way than what I thought he would. Mm -hmm. What can I learn from this and how can I move on from this? Yeah. Yeah, I I think, uh, I mean, you you make very good points that that so much of of what we, we think is good is, we have no clue. We have no clue. And and you know, go back just a couple minutes ago when I talked about Hebrews chapter 11. And in there you you see those who had so much faith. And, and we kind of put them up a little bit higher uh, with Abraham and Moses. And, uh, and and we go through that. But, you know, that that seat to the right and to the left is, is prepared for someone. And... It might be someone we've never heard of. It might be someone that hasn't been born yet. But it, it could be someone whose whose heart is just just what God was seeking, mm-hmm. what what God wanted. It could be and the widow some, who gave her two mites. It could be. It could be the Mary who washed his feet with her hair. There, there's so many um, things that we see, and like we see Abraham. Um, and here's the thing about Abraham: you can you read the story of Abraham, you can, and you have a pros and a con. He's got as many cons as he does pros. He lied a lot. Yeah, he really did. He turned his wife over to <laughs> whoever just to save you know his life, and 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 those different things. A prime example of thinking you know what's good, and yeah. you don't have a clue. Exactly. <laughs> um, and you know, go back to Jacob, and you know, Jacob's got he was a trickster. He he's got things that if someone done we would think they were a bad person. But we've seen that God's plan was even bigger than 
than the trickster mm-hmm. that we've seen. Uh, and we go through all those things, and then you think, they're, they're, you know, getting getting a position in the kingdom is not what we're, we're supposed to be looking at in the beginning uh, or in the end. But w- our, our focus just needs to be on loving him. It's, you know... I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably take a maybe an overstep here, but our focus isn't even shouldn't primarily even be on ministry. It shouldn't even be on sharing the gospel, because before any of those things are 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 fruitful, we have to love God with all of our heart, our mm-hmm. soul, our might, our everything about if us. If we love Him with everything, it fuels the ministry. Yeah. But if we yeah. if we are focused on the ministry and we're not focused on loving him, mm-hmm. then we run out of fuel real fast. Yeah, and you can you can look and see people that have great looking ministries and see people that you think, man, that's a great man or a great woman of God, and they've done so much. But that's what we see. God sees the things that mm-hmm. happens behind the closed doors. He sees the things that happens inside the heart and inside the mind, and uh, yeah, so. So our disappointments um, are are little opportunities to to grow and to to come to know Him better. I have one more thing to add. Um, Peter, when Jesus started talking about how that He would be delivered up and suffer many things, Peter's response was, "Hey, don't talk like that. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen. That's not going to go down." And he was so sure about that. Yeah. He was so, he, and, he, and he loved Jesus, and he wanted to protect Jesus, and he was so confident in that. Mm-hmm. So when it happened, I have to believe in that moment he was disappointed. Like, why oh, is this yeah. happening? This, this is a great man. He doesn't deserve this. He's innocent. He hasn't done anything wrong. And and Peter had to, to battle disappointment and that feeling of, this isn't how it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. This isn't how I expected it. This is not what I believed. Yeah would happen and I believed with all of my heart and this is not how it happened but that that in itself is a great example of God had a better plan because if he hadn't died if he hadn't suffered then we wouldn't have freedom we wouldn't know life we wouldn't have you know so what Peter thought was good would have been terrible for him and everybody else if if we knew what we know now and and we look back in in the Garden of Gethsemane when they came to arrest him. If Peter had a had of not just hit the ear of the soldier, but took his head off and scared all the other soldiers, and they ran, and Jesus went free and never went up. You know that story in itself would look like a huge victory. But now, knowing what we know, we'd all be looking back really mad at Peter. Yep. Uh, because we'd still be. You know, still be stuck stuck with no hope so yep. yeah so disappointment uh is is uh it's god at work it's god at work and and we can take it we'll grow from even it even when you don't catch and any fish even when we don't catch no <laughs> fish you know the the fisherman there in the bible didn't catch no fish and then finally he told him where to throw so maybe the next time i go i'll hear <laughs> throw over there <laughs> maybe so <laughs> <laughs> all right well until next time uh keep jesus center stage in your life